0: Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goal.
1: Thank you everyone for joining today's episode of How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Saila Prak. Today, I am honored to be joined by Steve Maldonado. Steve is the Director of Syndication Solution at New View Trust, a premier custodian for a self alternative investment with over $2.5 billion of asset under management. Steve's passion lies in educating others on how to raise capital from retirement accounts, providing GPs and syndicators with the right tools to get started raising capital through IRA and 401k accounts. So, Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing?
2: Hey, Sayla, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. How so about Steve- you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. So Steve, for our listener who's here joining for the first time and knowing you for the first time, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you get started with real estate?
2: Yeah, great question. And so as you mentioned, I'm the director of syndication solutions here at Newview Trust Company. NewView is a passive IRA custodian. We custody IRAs, HSAs, and 401ks for the purpose of alternative asset investing, helping our clients invest in what they know into things like real estate, cryptocurrency, and precious metals, and those offerings outside of the stock market. My team more specifically works with general partners, fund managers, anybody raising capital to be a resource for themselves and their investors looking to put their retirement funds to work in their deal and the way that I got started with NewView is actually a bit unconventional. So if you'll indulge me for a 2nd love to tell you a little story. So I moved up to Orlando to go to school, study finance at the University of Central Florida. Shortly after I graduated, I had a baby boy, Stephen Jr., and was looking for a place to live. The housing options were very limited at the time, but I was very fortunate to come across a gentleman at my church who had a place available. We went and toured the place. We really loved the area, loved the place, and it was a great deal that fit within our budget. Long story short, we decided to move forward with living in that unit. And as we were talking to the landlord about how to pay the rent, he had mentioned that his IRA owned the condo and that we would make all of our rent checks out to the IRA. And so I was talking to this gentleman, trying to find out a little bit more about how he had achieved this because I had a Roth IRA myself that I was looking to invest into something outside of the stock market. I had indexed most of my portfolio, let it grow in the S&P over a short time and had built a small nest egg for myself and was looking to diversify and do something a little bit different. So anyway, I was very fortunate to have somebody with many years of experience who had done this personally himself that was able to kind of guide me through the process, talk to me about how that worked and was otherwise working with NewView Trust for the custody of his IRA. Anyway, long story short, he introduced me to the people over here, got connected with them. And a few years after that, when a position opened up, decided to apply for it. And the rest is history. But long and short of it is that real estate has fundamentally changed my retirement and the lives of so many of the other people that we've worked with. And so again, so excited to be here sharing my story and a little bit more about the self-directed IRAs.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your background. And Steve, you're talking about self-directed IOA and you mentioned that you have a Rod IRA that you use to invest in the real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Can you give an overview for our listener who's hearing this for the first time? What is self-directed IOA?
2: Absolutely. So the IRA or individual retirement account was conceived back in 1974. First one opened up in 1975. And it's a program which allows Americans to save for their retirement, allowing them to contribute a certain amount yearly to these accounts and deduct that from their taxable income. Over time, they can grow their investments and grow that account into the point where they can use those funds to live off of in retirement. Now, self direction is really just a marketing term, which describes the account holder's ability to direct all of the account activity within those IRAs. So, you go to a typical broker like Charles Schwab, Fidelity, Merrill Lynch, whomever, and want to invest your 401k or IRA. They then hand you a menu of options featuring stocks, bonds, securities that you can then go and choose from. You are then limited to that menu or whatever they pick as far as investment choices and options and allowing your investments to grow based on, again, what they know and what they choose to be best. That said, you get connected with a custodian like us, a self-directed IRA custodian. We allow you to invest in anything that the IRS doesn't prohibit. Like I said, investing in what you know into things like real estate, cryptocurrency, precious metals. And so, again, in essence, a custodian, just to kind of define that, when you think of a custodian, you think of, you know, maybe the person that cleans your school or your church, right? But in essence, a custodian is somebody who takes care of somebody else's assets. And so Newview comes into play to custody the assets for our investors that otherwise will not be held by the traditional brokerage companies like Charles Schwab, Fidelity, Merrill Lynch, and any mm-hmm. of the ones that you may be familiar with.
1: And you mentioned one word in there that saying that we can invest in anything besides of what the iOS prohibited, right? So all restrictions in this case. So what's some of those things that we should know about?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So there are two things to consider when making investments through a self-directed IRA and really considering what the IRS allows you to invest in. So the IRS defines two categories. Those are prohibited transactions and disqualified parties. Now, prohibited transactions, of course, are those transactions that you're prohibited from doing and disqualified parties are those individuals that you're disqualified from doing business with. So to focus on the prohibited transaction portion of it, the prohibited transactions are anything related to life insurance and collectibles. Life insurance because it contradicts saving for your retirement and collectibles because obtaining a fair market value on collectibles is somewhat subjective and can be an arduous and long process and does not really fit in with IRS Mm -hmm. guidelines. That said, anything that is not life insurance and collectibles, so like I said, I mean, tax liens, fix and flips, anything in real estate, you can do private money lending and loan your money to individuals starting new businesses. You can invest in precious metals, cryptocurrency, really anything that you can think of is really is fair game. And now to touch on the disqualified parties, if you think about your family like a tree, right, Mm -hmm. you have the trunk of the tree and then the branches that make up the tree right the trunk of the tree is made up of your what they call lineal ascendants and descendants your ascendants are your parents grandparents and your descendants are your children and grandchildren anybody that works on that trunk of the family tree would be a disqualified party meaning that you as an individual investor looking to go place your funds into an investment or otherwise sponsor an investment yourself could not invest In a deal that one of those individuals is sponsoring, or make them a party of a deal that you are sponsoring. And so, to give a a basic example of that, let's say you are going out to acquire a single family home with the purpose Mm -hmm. of putting a tenant into it to cash flow. Let's say your idea is to find a home, rent it to your father, who recently lost his job, and now you're trying to put him up into a place to live. That said, you are not able to put your father in that home. He would be considered a lineal ascendant and thus a disqualified party in the eyes of the IRS. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked again about the trunk of the tree, but if you think about the branches of the tree, those would be your sisters, brothers, uncles, cousins, whomever else. It makes up the branches of the family tree and all of those people you are allowed to do business with. Again, the only parties that are disqualified are those lineal ascendants and descendants. And the most basic reasoning for that is that all of the investments made within your IRA must be made for the benefit of the IRA. There is a lot of self-dealing as it relates to family members and, of course, yourself. And the IRS does their best to avoid that from happening. So they have just disqualified those individuals.
1: That totally makes sense. Thank you so much for explaining this. And it totally makes sense. And I totally understand why iOS is doing that. And so another question I have for you, how does the process look like? So we are syndicators our own. So we usually have syndicating and apartment buildings, and then we have uh, limited partners coming in to invest with us. So if our limited partner wanted to use self-directed IOA, how does the process look like for them?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And so most of the clients that we work with you know, have left an employer, have a previous employer 401k that's eligible to be rolled over mm-hmm. or have been contributing to an individual retirement account for some time. Once those funds are in those accounts, they are eligible to be either rolled over or transferred into another qualified retirement vehicle while avoiding a taxable event. That said, it's a fairly simple process for working with a custodian like us. The first step, of course, is to feel comfortable working with the custodian that you choose. NewView Trust provides a number of an entirely consultative Mm -hmm. approach to how we approach our customers. And furthermore, we'll be able to answer any questions that your investors may have or those investors may have. So that's the first step. Furthermore, setting up an account so that we have a bucket to receive funds and assets into is always the first step in the process. Next would be to get the account funded. To do that, you would typically submit a transfer instruction. So that is either a transfer of assets or a rollover certification form. Our team would then work to process those transactions, get your account funded. And then once the funds are in the account, work with our private equities team to get those placed into your investment. And just to clarify our position, again, we're a passive custodian. So we custody the asset. We process the paperwork and do the administration for the account, but we will not advise our clients whether or not an investment is good or bad for their portfolio. We are simply a facilitator of process, right? Best way I describe the relationship with our clients is they point, we shoot, they tell us what they want to do, and we help them get it done. So most of our clients come to us with an investment in mind. They've already talked to a syndicator. They've identified an opportunity that they want to put their money to work in, and they're just coming to us to help facilitate the actual process of that like I said, it's really not as hard as many people think. It's a very simple three-step process of setting up the account, getting the account funded, and getting those funds placed into the investment. And most of the time that can happen in a matter of two weeks.
0: We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes.
1: Got it. it. So it can happen in two weeks. And you mentioned some things in there that it's either a former 401k or a former IOS, or if you actually have an IOS outside or something like that, right? So for majority of the W2 employees, most of the time when they're switching jobs, they're either rolling the former retirement account to the new employer. What happened? if can they tap into the new? employers the current like 401ks or IOA and then start investing that into real estate. Can they do
2: that? That's a great question. And a little bit of yes and a little bit of no. So most employers have what they call an in-service distribution. So those are for employees that want to take out a portion of the 401k plan that they are currently contributing to while actively working for their employer. That said, that would really be up to your plan administrator and whoever determines the rules of the plan but by all means, you would ask your HR provider, your plan administrator, if in-service distributions are allowed. If they are allowed, they will typically allow you to distribute the portion of funds that you contributed to the 401k, or maybe the portion that you rolled over from a previous employer. They may have certain stipulations and contingencies, but that said, it's called an in-service distribution, and absolutely Mm -hmm. an active employee can ask for that and may be eligible to receive those in-service distributions. That said, Some employers do not offer that. So you may get hit with a no, but it's always worth asking.
1: Got it, got it. That makes sense. So every listener listening right now and they're thinking about doing this, and yes, yeah, so like you said, it's worth to ask. And uh, What was the what the answer can be right now? So without asking, you already basically know, right? So just ask if you wanted to go in through this process and then start investing in real estate. And another thing I want to talk about is uh, the fee. Is there any fee associating in this process and what our listeners or our limited partners would expect when they're going through this process?
2: Yeah, no, that's a fantastic question. So we get asked the question all the time when we work with the syndicators and partners that come through our line of business and our division. And how do you guys get paid? Well, we get paid off of account fees. We do all of the administration, as I mentioned, all of the paperwork and handholding, either to get the investor from start to finish on their investment process. We do all of the reporting to the IRS at the end of the year and everything associated with you know maintaining the fair market value of those investments and otherwise, again, reporting on their behalf. And so for that, we charge $185 a year, and that is per year on the account that is charged upon opening the account and then annually thereafter. And then there is a $50 asset holding fee. That asset holding fee is for each asset or investment held within the account. Just to give an example, let's say you, the syndicator, refer an investor. The investor comes to us intending to invest in that syndication. They open up an account with us. And for that, we charge them $185 for the account. And that's charged again upon opening the account and then annually thereafter. As far as the asset holding fee, that asset holding fee of $50 will be assessed once those funds are placed into the syndication and that $50 will continue to be charged on a recurring yearly basis. Until you exit from the syndication. So again, sometimes that can be four to seven years, depending on how long you hold that asset, that additional $50 fee would be attached to the 185. So for many of our clients, they're investing in one or two syndications at a time. So it's about 235 or $285 a year to maintain their accounts with us.
1: That's actually nothing comparing to how much we're investing in the syndication itself, right? So Steve, and another thing that I wanted to ask you, you're talking about the plan has the administrator, right? So when we going through this process, your company will be the administrators of the actual fund itself, right? And then you just mentioned earlier that you guys were doing all the report and filing and everything with the iOS. that correct?
2: That's correct. 100%. So 1099s and 5498s are produced by our team and go to the IRS at the end of every year. We will collect the K1s from sponsors and syndicators that we work with to help us with that reporting. But absolutely, like I said, we are a facilitator of process. So while our client comes to us and tells us what to do, we absolutely will do all of the paperwork and necessary administration to complete those investments.
1: And another question, some of the syndication deals can go full cycle between two to five years. So what happened if it's going to full cycle and then you got all these investments coming back, are they coming back to the same accounts and can our investor using the same account and investing into the next deal? How does that process working?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And that's really the beauty of a self-directed retirement account. So to receive the tax advantage that comes with investing through a self-directed retirement account all of the income that you receive from investing in that syndication has to come back to the IRA. So as you're receiving monthly distributions, and even when you receive your return upon exit, all of those funds will go back into the IRA and they will be there as undirected cash on your account. Now, again... That is the beauty, but also the burden of self-direction is that you now have to find out what you want to do or figure out what you want to do with those funds that are in your account. And again, you are only limited to what you know and what you feel comfortable investing in, of course, what the IRS prohibits. But otherwise, those funds can be directed into a second syndication that your company is sponsoring. It could go into a totally different alternative investment vehicle. You can start loaning your money out. You can do tax liens. I mean, the possibilities, like I said, are endless would really be up to you. But those funds, to answer your question long and short, would go back into the IRA account to avoid any tax penalty of capital gains and then be up to you to use as you wish.
1: Got it. Got it. So from speaking with a lot of uh, limited partners or a lot of investors out there. So Steve, do you see any other mistake that you usually see the investor when they start making or utilizing the self-directed IRA?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think just getting connected with a partner that truly understands the LP relationship, the GPLP relationship, really understanding the syndication business. NewView has been in business for 20 years now. And while we've focused heavily on alternative assets and syndication has always been a part of our business. We have never given it as much attention as we do today. Over the last year and a half, we've launched our syndication team really to focus on, again, the GP and LP relationship, truly understanding how that market works, how those deals operate, truly getting to know our customer and our investor. And so I think really just partnering with a solid IRA custodian, and that may sound biased, will really help the investor navigate through the difficulties, the challenges, or any anxiety that may come with rolling over a portion of the funds. I think, again, a lot of the question comes about taxes, right? And oh, is rolling over my previous employer 401k or transferring my IRA funds from another IRA considered a taxable event. And Mm -hmm. the long and short answer is no. Again, as long as they go from one qualified retirement vehicle right into another that has the same tax advantage, there would be no taxable event considered. So just working with a partner that's knowledgeable enough to guide you through the process. And then, of course has engineered the process to be as, as smooth and painless as possible mm-hmm. I mean when you're investing in a syndication obviously you're aware there's ppms subscription agreements and a lot of other due diligence that's involved with that process and so we do our best to try to eliminate any of the guesswork as it pertains to the self-directed side of things to really break it down and help people understand that it's not as complicated as it may seem what we can do to kind of guide them through the process.
1: What about in terms of working with the syndicators or the GP itself? Do you have any best practice or strategy that are you seeing that the general partners are utilizing when talking to the limited partners regarding converting to a self-directed IOA?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of a similar answer to the limited partners, right? Is partnering Mm -hmm. with a custodian that knows what you need and provides you with all of the tools and resources that you need to explain this to your investors, right? And so service to others is one of our core values here at Newview Trust. And one of the ways that we provide service to others is through education. So we are very plugged into podcasts, podcasts, newsletters and other educational environments mm-hmm. um, where we can provide value to those syndicators who are just learning how to raise capital. And so I think our biggest value add from you know all of the conversations that I've had is, again, how do we explain this to the LP? How do we sell our investor on this? And the truth of the matter is that there's $14 trillion sitting in IRA funds today, with another $19 trillion of qualified retirement plans that will be eligible to be rolled over into self-directed retirement accounts within the next 10 years. There is just a massive, massive amount of additional capital that's out there for the taking. Mm -hmm. And just bringing awareness to the fact that your investors are able to do this will not only allow the syndicator to access capital from new investors, but also access new capital from their existing investor base. And we talk to syndicators and their investors all the time. And I can count how many times their investors have said, well, hey, Steve, you know, I've invested with XYZ company, I invested $100,000. But had I talked to you and known that I can invest my retirement funds, I would have invested a quarter million dollars or $500,000, whatever that is, but much more had they just the awareness. And so again, on at least NewView's side, again, it may sound a little biased, but we provide all of the resources, any education, answering any FAQs, developing new technologies for our partners to work with and explain this to their investors. But again, just trying to do your best to educate yourself as much as possible, and then taking the guesswork out of it by working with a custodian like us that would take your client or your investor through the handholding process, explain everything related to the whys, what's in, how to get mm-hmm. their account open, established, and their investment funded.
1: I know I asked a lot of questions during our interview. I really appreciate you taking the time and answering all my questions. Are there any things that I haven't asked that you would like our listeners to know, especially when it comes to a self-directed IRA?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I know that I say self-directed IRA a lot, but I'd love to broaden the term to self-directed retirement. So as I mentioned mm-hmm. at the top, NewView is an IRA custodian. However, we custody IRAs, HSAs, ESAs, but also custody what we know today as employer plans, right? Employer plans are for the small business owner that may or may not have employees. These plans are set in place to incentivize the small business owner who's making a little bit more of a contribution to our economy to save more for their retirement. So we do custody solo 401ks. Those are for small business owners without any employees. Those can be realtors, anybody on a 1099, any solopreneur. And that can be a very powerful plan to save for your retirement. It allows you to contribute up to $66,000 a year and reduce your taxable income by the same amount. It allows you to borrow up to $50,000 from it, not to exceed 50% of the total account value of it. You can avoid UDFI tax. UDFI is unrelated debt finance income tax tax. And depending on the real estate investments that you're in, syndications or otherwise, it may be a tax that is assessed as a result of financing or using debt as leverage on property. And you can avoid paying that tax through a solo 401k account SEPs, or the Simple Employer Pension Plan, is also another employer-sponsored plan that we custody here at Newview Trust. It allows you to make high contribution limits, just like the Solo. Those are for small business owners that do have employees. And without getting, again, too granular on the difference, it's just another very powerful plan to be able to maximize your contribution limits and save that much more for your retirement while still receiving the same tax advantage and benefit of the self-directed retirement account, as we talked about. And then for those individuals that are contributing today to HSAs, those are health savings accounts, or an ESA, we also custody those accounts and can bolt those onto any IRA account, 401k account, or otherwise that we custody here. And you can actually invest the funds out of those accounts into the alternative investments that you hold inside your IRA, 401k, or otherwise. And so I think that's something to note. A lot of people have an HSA. A lot of people have ESAs that they're contributing to. Not a lot of people know that they can actually invest those funds. Most people are contributing the $3,700 a year, $7,500 a year, whatever that looks like for those accounts and not realizing the value you can get by actually putting that money to work for you.
1: Right, right. And Steve, thank you so much for spending time with me today and coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate your time. So if our listener wanted to find out more about you, wanted to work with you, where can they go?
2: Yes, that's a great question. And again, thank you so much for having me, syndicationira.com. And then you can also reach my team by emailing syndication at newviewtrust.com or giving us a call at 407 305
1: Steve, thank you again. We appreciate you. Thank you so much.
0: And thank you for listening to our podcast today brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We'd really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook. How did they do it? Real estate. We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Sayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist.